0: Coffee with Coaster, bro. We've got all sorts of news to cover. Blue streak is on fire. A freaking roller coaster POV going through trees. And welcome to Coffee with Coaster, bro. Coffee with Coaster, bro. Here, good to see you guys. I've got my coffee today, and I am drinking an Americano from Whistle Stop, local coffee shop here, and it's espresso and water, baby. It's all you need all you need i didn't put it in a cup today because i don't know why but uh here's my plain cup and there's what the logo looks like uh, if you're on the audio podcast and don't know what i'm talking about but good to see you kentucky on the coasters always great to see you we've got some news to cover it's big news week so we're going to cover that and uh, do our usual bits for the coffee with coaster bro the first bit of news coming out of six flags We've had uh, some interesting testing going on with Flash Pass, and um, something that is very welcome for me. I'm very excited to see this kind of stuff, because uh, I'm not generally somebody that is going to buy a a, a day-long um, Fast Pass system, unless I'm like, it's a huge park, I've never been there before, and I'm trying to get through everything. What I'm more likely to do is buy one for the premier coasters. So, what we saw, Six Flags Over Texas had a little QR code on an A frame outside of the queue line that was like, you know, it's a two hour wait. Oh, or you could scan this QR code, buy yourself a single skip the line pass, and get on, you know, within 15 minutes or so. So, it's good to see that. They were testing it at Magic Mountain as well. Um, I can't see that test going negatively. I really can't. Um, the only thing I can think of is: Are you losing revenue for the the season or the the day, the day long pass? Are you? Are you going to get more money because more people are going to buy the single line? I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I'm sure they're doing studies on it, very educational studies, to figure out what is going to be the best. But I do see this coming to more parks in the future, and uh, I'm excited to see it. I really am. I really am. All right, uh, the next bit of news, Airy Force one, they officially put out the official POV, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> the ride looks great. The ride looks great. The POV did not. Uh, it was pretty funny because they have like trees in the middle of the track so you know we're like worried about um, are, there, are there gonna be trees in the middle of the ride? It's gonna slap you in the face as you're going? Like why wouldn't you pay to get those trees removed? Or just delete the tree for the POV. There's not gonna be a tree there. You're just putting a tree there to have it there. So it's just kind of funny to see. Like who put that together? Come on, get your trees out of the middle of the ride. Um, but a lot of a lot of people are saying that's like their most anticipated ride for this year. So um, you know it's up there for me. So I can't wait to ride it. Um, yeah. Especially the first two inversions. Looks like Goliath. And I love that, it's my favorite RMC. I almost said RCM because Chef Jeff said RCM Coaster on uh, the episode a few a few weeks ago and it got stuck in my head. So if I say RCM, I'm blaming you, Jeff. All right, the next bit of news. A Couple weeks ago I was scrolling through Facebook and all of a sudden I see that the beast is not even put together anymore. They're doing a lot of work to it. So, uh Gravity Group is coming in and retracking 2000 feet of the Beast. And um some people are worried. At, look, this is a wooden coaster from the 70s. It's going to have to have work to it. It's going to have to be reprofiled sometimes. So, it's good to see the work done. I hope it doesn't like neuter the ride by any means, but you know, there are a lot of people that say Beast is a rough ride. I don't know how you complain about a rough ride when you're only going straight like that's not really right there's no transition there's no like quick turns like it's a roughness that's like fun but uh, I don't know it's good to see that it's getting work done if it smooths it out makes the ride experience better I'm all for it and here's the thing about wooden roller coasters: they're gonna have to get work done they don't get to stay the same forever they they need work in order to like continue operating so I'm excited to see what it comes out and looks like apparently it's gonna be ready for the beginning of the uh I guess spring of this year, so uh, good to see, good to see the beast getting some work done. Maybe it'll be so smooth that nobody can say it's a bad ride. Maybe, I doubt it though. All right, we got big rumors coming out of BGW fan site uh, at Six Flags Williams- Williamsburg, and I'm excited for this. The a couple years ago they pulled the plug on their best ride which still blows my mind. Uh, big SeaWorld move there. But uh, Curse of Dark Castle was taken out a few years back. And they've been using it, I guess, for events, uh, like an event space. There's hard rumors that there's a coaster coming to that building, which, I mean, if you're talking about a show building, your expectations kind of have to be low as far as, like, the actual ride system of the roller coaster. So, like, unless you're, like, bringing it into the to the building for like a turnaround or something but it's not really worth that but I am excited to see what they do with it it sounds like the heavy rumor is that it's going to be a wave breaker into min coaster and um, kind of based off the article I read it looks like it might go around the track twice that there might be a track piece in it I don't know how you find that out in a rumor Um, I guess you just know somebody who knows somebody which I think is what BGW fansite's all about. But um, I think it's going to be interesting. I love Verbolton at the park. So if it's anything even close to Verbolton beaming style, uh, whatever they do inside of that building, I'm pumped for it. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we get an awesome coaster out of there. And get the bad taste out of my mouth of them not opening their roller coasters for like two or three years. That's what I want to see. Alright. Six Flags, we had another big story out of Six Flags. So, I woke up the other day, I was on the Instagram, and Six Flags basically said, yo, (laughs) it was kind of a funny statement from PR. I don't know word for word, but it was something along the lines of, hey, you know what, our kissy touchy policy, it's always been for everybody. But we, due to recent events, we're just like, hey, we don't need that anymore. Make out with your friends. Uh, you know, do whatever you want in the bathroom. Like, do whatever you need to do. Make babies at Six Flags. We're gonna have babies named uh, Great Adventure. Because they're like conceived at Great Adventure or something. Uh, no, that's, I'm overreacting to that, but but it came out and the news, I kinda see why it came out because apparently in Six Flags Mexico there was a same-sex couple that was, you know, doing what you see usually at Six Flags, making out with each other. There's a lot of make-out sessions in the lines at Six Flags. Something romantic about waiting two hours for Goliath in the sun, you know? And, you know, there were some make-out sessions happening, and security made a dumb mistake of kicking them out. It's not something I don't think you should ever kick anybody out for. It's just like, hey, stop doing that. Please don't suck face. But big issue when... You point out the gay couple, kick them out, but apparently there's straight couples doing the same thing. It's not a good thing, it's not good. So Six Flags, getting rid of that policy, not kicking people out anymore, but it's just it's just funny how it was put out. And, and now you can just, <laughs> you can be overly affectionate at Six Flags now. It's just funny. But um, yeah, I think that's more of a training issue than anything, but um, I don't know. I'm glad that people aren't getting kicked out of the park for it anymore. That's silly. PDA is now encouraged at all Six Flags Parks. Get your PDA on. What would be the best like you know how people like name their kids after like where they were conceived and it's like gross? What would be the best name for a Six Flags park? If you like conceived your child in a Six Flags, would it be great escape? Would you name your kid Magic Mountain? Frontier? Frontier would be fun. Frontier Johnson, that's a great name. Great Escape. (laughs) Goliath. Oh, the Goliath line, that'd be good, yes. We're getting answers in the chat room here. Fiesta? Fiesta would be a good name. That's awesome. What would LaRonde be? Ronde. Johnson. Anyway, what's what's the what's the name of the park over in uh, the Middle East that's being built? Whatever the name that is, that'd be that'd be a great. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. But anyway, Six Flags, your statement was hilarious. Your situation of why that situation came up is not hilarious. Get that together. Come on, Six Flags. All right, Conneaut Lake. Some bullshit happened and, ooh, Whitewater, another great name. Some bullshit happened at Kaniat Lake where there was a controlled fire. So Kaniat Lake, since I've been a coaster enthusiast, I've known that Kaniat Lake only had like a year or two left. Like there was always a threat of it closing permanently and then there was always Acer's that were just like, yo, save the Blue Streak. Save the Blue Streak, it's an old wooden roller coaster. Not necessarily a good one, but it's old and cool. So that's always been the discussion. I mean, since I'm 32 years old, since I was like 16. That's been the talk. So I've always just known that the rug will be pulled out one day from Conneaut Lake, and it's finally here. There was these controlled fires that happened, and they started to catch fire of the Blue, St- Blue Streak roller coaster. And then all of a sudden on Facebook... The GM of the park comes out and says, "Hey, um, yeah, that was a controlled fire, and there's a little bit of an accident there. But we had we had demolition rights to the to the the coaster, anyways. So we were gonna go ahead and tear it down, and we start doing that. And um, it just seems like a bitch way to not just announce that you're gonna knock the roller coaster down. I don't think it operated last year. The new owner was like, hey." Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna evaluate and like no announcement, nothing. He obviously didn't want it. Coaster enthusiasts are pissed. And uh, you know, I'm I'm indifferent to be honest. I, I I had the opportunity to go to that park, I think, in two thousand nineteen, and it was just like, Hey, we're at Waldemere, County at Lake's like not even an hour from here or whatever it is. Should we dip in and get the credit? And we were just like, Nah, no. Let's just go to the hotel instead. So that's how I prioritize it. I don't know. I don't I don't see it as a big deal, but I do wish the owner or the GM or whoever the hell's running that thing would have stepped up and said, Hey, you know what? It's gonna cost too much to redo this thing. Let's move on. I wish he would have said that. Instead of just burning it down. Like a coward. You're a damn coward guy. I don't even know his name, but coaster enthusiasts have their name in his mouth like crazy i'm sure somebody in the chat knows his name like the titanic what happened but with coasters it's basically that except for they weren't trying to burn the titanic in the middle of the ocean or anything but i get what you're trying to say here mason i get that <laughs> oh, i love a live chat it's awesome all right some Saturn news stan check an absolute legend in the coaster injury injury the coaster enthusiast world the coaster industry was the word i was trying to say Um, passed away, and it's very sad because he was a legend when it came to just creating insane inventions to, like, move the industry forward. He took compressed air and was like, hey, this shit's safe, this shit will launch you very fast, and we're gonna make some crazy stuff with it. He made zip lines, he made launch towers, he made some of the most intense launches on any coaster ever, and, uh, you know, anybody that talked, who had an opportunity to talk to this man said that he was just an awesome guy. He did great stuff and very nice person. So, he will be missed. Pour one out for our homie Stan Checkets. He's a good man. I'm going to put some lotion on my hands. I don't, do you guys care if I do that live? Maybe some ASMR. There's no noise. WNY Coaster said Todd Joseph was the guy, the Kanye the at Lake guy. So Todd Joseph, we're mad at you, man. We're mad at you. All right, and then we have a major renovation coming. This just kind of leaked, I think, last night maybe. Or I saw the first post last night. I'm not, I'm not, I don't exactly have my ear on the ground to these things. But major renovation coming to Montezuma's Revenge. Guys, we're seeing this two Schwarzkopf coasters. It has to happen in order for them to stay alive. They're either derailing or parks are doing something about it. So this is not doing something about it to make sure that that ride stays safe and can continue to thrill people. So, you know, it might suck, but it's probably the best thing for the park. It's probably the best thing for the longevity of the ride. Um, poster enthusiasts are like, hey, I want to make sure that that flywheel thing's still there. It's still an like awesome launch and we still have that awesome spike. And I agree. Those are fucking awesome. But, like... If it's neutered, like, what are you going to do about it? Would you rather it be neutered or would you rather it derail? Because that's, like, the... That's what's happening with Schwarzkopf coasters. <sighs> Alright. Anyway. I'm excited for it. I hope that it's still a great ride and that it gets to stay. Because it's a unique ride. And we need that stuff. NY, WNY Coaster says that um, he's wondering if this will happen to Aero Coasters someday. I think I think you're getting there because you're looking at a shelf life on these coasters, these steel coasters of manufacturers that are no longer here. It's if they want to stay and be things like there's gonna have to be like other companies that come in and and are able to like renovate these rides and keep them going. I think Arrow coasters. I think we'll see less of that with Arrow. And more with Schwarzkopf, because I feel like the Schwarzkopf coasters are just better rides, in my opinion. They're not as rough. Aero coasters are pretty rough. Like, What's the point of renovating an aero coaster if it's still going to be kind of rough when you could just put in a new steel coaster that could do something similar? So, But I guess you could make that argument for for Schwarzkopf, not so much with roughness. Uh, maybe on a few of their rides with the over the shoulder. But it is a good thought, so I would love to see... I would love to see some Arrow coasters saved. I would. They are um, the first steel coasters. Like I want to see Matterhorn stay safe forever. I do. Alright, so that's the news. We have the Scrambler of the Week. The Scrambler of the Week. And we are highlighting the Alabama Splash Adventure Scrambler. It is a 2003 Eli Bridge Company Scrambler. And um, it operated from 2003 to 2011, and then you had that park closure thing happen. And then when it did reopen with the park, there was still a scrambler there, or there was a new scrambler there. Wikipedia doesn't know. They're not sure if it was the same scrambler or not. They really don't. They don't have any idea. But, um, so that's, that's like a, the lure of the scrambler at Alabama Splash. Now, uh, this does have a great paint job. It's purple and green. If it was in a Six Flags park, it would probably be called Joker's Scrambler or something like that. Um, yeah, and let's see. You know, I like, uh, there's some good landscaping inside the white picket fence of this Scrambler. So in a park where like you've got some abandoned like ride pads and stuff, it's kind of nice to see a good Scrambler running. That's your Scrambler of the week. Congratulations to Scrambler for your highlight. If you haven't figured it out by now, uh, Adventureland was last time. Alabama Splash this time. We might be going in alphabetical order here. Might be. All right, ooh yeah, Loch Ness Monster would be a great one to get renovated. I would agree with that, WNY Coasters. Yes, that's good, that's good. All right, so uh, I'm gonna answer some questions. If you have any questions, go ahead and put them in the question box. Um, let's see. Have you ever thought up a new type of inversion? If so, draw it. Um, let's see. It is the inverted vertical loop. I'm pretty sure this wouldn't work, but something like that. Something like that. I think it would suck. I, think, I don't think it would be a good inversion but it would be a new inversion. Sorry if you're on the podcast and didn't see that, but I think you, can, I think you have an imagination you can figure that out. All right, what are newer elements you think are gonna start becoming staples on roller coasters? I think we're already starting to see that trend uh, with the Zero-G stall, which I am a huge fan of. I am a huge fan of the Zero-G stall. I think it's the best inversion you could have on a coaster, in my opinion. I love a good coaster with hang time inversion so I like the I like the dive loop with a little bit of a stall on top um, I think that's gonna be a good staple and I'm trying to think are there any other staples I mean you've got the RMC silly roll thing that's a trend followed by 27 airtime hops I don't know that those should necessarily stay but they are a trend so thoughts on the knots Giga blueprints. That's a great question. That's something I didn't cover in the news somehow. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people speculate what this new Giga coaster that's going to be going into like the parking lot of Knott's Berry Farm because they are, I guess, building a Giga, and they don't have any space. Like, this this has been a rumor for like years, and I've always wondered like, how are they going to make a Giga happen? There's no fucking room there. But um, yeah, I mean. I'm excited that Knott's is potentially getting a Giga Coaster. A lot of people are saying it's going to be better than Fury. I just can't see that happening. I, and I think it's a weird expectation to even consider because that plot of land is just so weird. It's so unique. What I find more interesting is how they're going to replace those parking spots by building a, uh, like a garage, a parking garage. I like that a lot. I think that's super cool. And for some reason, I'm more excited for the parking garage than I am the actual Giga Coaster. But Knott's Berry Farm is one of my favorite parks in California. They built a Giga Coaster. You know I'm going to go for a Knott's Disneyland trip. That's just going to happen. So I am excited for it. It's, um, It's one of the few coasters being built that I'm like, ah, that's a destination. I need to make sure I go to Knott's again very soon. I am boycotting Cedar Fair for 2022. So... I mean, they're obviously not building a giga coaster for 2022, but it might be ready for 2023, and I'd be there. I might be there. Another question, why do you like Goliath at Great America so much? That is a good question. I like that ride because of their elements, and I don't like a long RMC. I think they're too intense to be too long. Like I think of Outlaw Run, I think that's the perfect amount of intensity and the perfect amount of time. Any longer, I'm ready to get off. But it's a good intense ride, and I say the same for Goliath. I know there's a lot of speed coming into that brake run, but that dive loop followed by zero G with the visuals and the tunnels, and you know there's some pretty good air time there as well. I think the only downside of that ride, if you count time, see, I don't, I don't usually put time. Like, it's not a factor of, like, any of my rankings unless it's too long and too intense. I, I will never say a ride is too short. I never will. Um, but there's good airtime. But I would also say that, like, the turnarounds of that RMC, like, I would have liked to have seen it built ten years later and, like, figure that out. Because I don't really like the dip turnaround thing. Like, that's a little awkward. Um, but I think they've figured that out since. I also like that it's in a compact space. Like, they... Like that's just a super unique coaster and I like the uniqueness of it. Outlaw Run is number one, awesome, yeah it's a great ride. I love it. Oh we got questions pouring in. Do you participate in dry January? So I saw this question going in and uh, I didn't actually know dry January was a thing and I'm assuming you're talking about like no alcohol in January. Um, I was like quietly just going to do that in January and didn't know it was a thing. So I actually am participating in that in January. I haven't even said this to anybody before. It's just like an internal thing. Um, So yeah, I am participating in it. And um, you know, I actually, uh, I follow Lee Cockrell. He was like the former VP of operations for like Walt Disney World. And one thing that he always says is to do like a 30 day, like don't drink any alcohol because he wants to make sure that he can stop. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, I've never actually done that so I'm going to make sure I know how to stop. So I'm doing that in January. Um, Interesting question. That was weird but you like read my mind because I was just doing that internally like quietly on my own. Um, Should Great Adventure get flyers? Yeah. Yeah they should. I think I think all parks should have flyers. I think they're a good addition to the park. I think they're fun rides and I would say most parks need more flat rides and flyers are good flat rides so I would say that I would say yes. All right, let's see. Any big trips planned this year? I do not. I don't have any big trips planned. Um with the the Omicron situation going on, I'm kind of in a I'm in a, I'm in a, a phase that I don't want to plan a trip far out yet. I just don't want to do it. I want to see like how COVID's doing in certain situations. And I I mean, we're kind of seeing it come and go in waves as far as like seriousness. And last summer, um, my wife and I pretty much just took a lot of July off and traveled and just like went to parks while it was like not a huge deal. And it was like more comfortable to travel. So um, I don't have anything planned this year. I do want a big trip maybe to the Northeast because there's some parks in the Northeast that I haven't done. Um, Especially with the great cozy road trip being in the Northeast right now. I'm seeing these parks I'm like I got to get to ride boulder dash. I got to get to Six Flags, New England I got to go eat pizza in West Haven New Haven. I'm sorry New Haven, Connecticut So um, maybe maybe New England Maybe all right. Do I have any more questions here? I Think I've answered them all beautiful. So we'll head on to the next part of the show. What's up coaster, bro? What's he doing? What is he doing? So for those of you that haven't heard it yet, what I am doing, I'm going through some words. What is Coaster Bro doing? So right now what I'm doing is uh, getting ready to relax. I've had a a pretty intense few weeks, um, especially with the podcast. We just switched over to doing a a weekly show on the podcast. So um, I'm really excited because we recorded for like this show will go on Tuesday and the following Tuesday is already recorded. So like, I guess some relaxing time, which I'm pretty excited for. Um, been a stressful, like, few weeks at work, learning a new job of somebody that's left and we're trying to replace, we just found their replacement. So like, work is looking good. I'm, I'm ready to relax a little bit. Um, what am I reading? I'm rereading Harry Potter. And since I held myself accountable two weeks ago by saying I am reading Harry Potter and I am going to give updates, um, I'm about halfway through the first Harry Potter book again. I haven't read it since I was a child, and um, they just re-explained Quidditch and the first Quidditch mass- match, and uh, that's just super exciting. I do have some beef on Quidditch because um, I don't think the scoring makes sense. Why is it only like 10 points when you throw the ball through the hoop, but then the Snitch is 150? Like, if you get you had to get up so many points for that, and I don't I don't understand that part. I really don't. You throw the ball through the hoop, it's ten points, so you gotta get like what, 140 points ahead to win? That's not a good it's not good that's not a good scoring system. That's a boring ass game to watch. And it's dangerous too. But anyway, I do like the Quidditch scenes in the book, so I'm excited to reread those, reconnect with it, and re-nerd out with my wife and Theme Park Stud, who are the biggest Harry Potter fans I have ever met. I'm literally reading the book and my wife can tell me the quote of what I'm talking about. Like, oh, that's when Professor Flitwick said so-and-so, like, word for word. My nerd wife. I love her. I just love her so much. Alright. What am I thinking? Um, I'm just, like, grateful for, like, when people give me time for, like, this, this Coaster Cutsies thing. Like, I think it was yesterday, was that when I recorded with... Um, so I recorded with AJ from zero credits remaining, um, Coaster Angelo with 2Ls and Brian, who's a good friend of mine that is a uh, host of a show called Game Socket. And like we recorded for two hours and we just drafted silly theme park mascots and talked about them. And I gave two hours of their time for that. And I just I'm so thankful for that. so that's just what I'm thinking. Um, what am I buying? Um, Dog medicine My dog is sick And um, needed some medicine Had some gastrointestinal situations going on So I bought some medicine That's what I'm buying That's what I bought this week Um, But he's doing better So thanks for thinking about him I appreciate it He's back to his normal self He really is Alright What am I learning? How to get back into reading Trying to get it back into the habit A regular thing I love reading I really do the phone. What is this slander? (laughs) Says my wife about Quidditch. Yep, I said it. It's a a solo show. I I can just kind of go on rants like that. So I just do it. Alright. What am I watching right now? I'm watching Yellowstone. Uh, So my wife told me I haven't heard of Yellowstone before but she said everybody's watching it. Everybody's saying it's a great show. And it is. Yellowstone is so good. It is like this old western vibe with like Modern drama and just like sexiness and just cowboy shit, and it's just a good-ass thrilling series I'm like four episodes in and um, I think as soon as I get off of this live I'm gonna watch like a couple episodes before I go for a run. So um, Pretty exciting stuff. What am I avoiding? I am avoiding doing laundry I really am had a huge pile of it somehow. I didn't get to laundry this week And I just had a huge pile of like no clothes situation. So I'm avoiding it until I absolutely have no clothes apparently. So um, that's a dangerous situation. What am I playing? I'm not playing anything right now. I just like finished up Pokemon um, Brilliant Diamond and I got to the point where I beat the Elite Four. It was the toughest Elite Four I'd ever gone through. So hard in that region for some reason. Notorious apparently. I, it took me like six or eight times, something like that, to actually beat them. And that was why I was losing to the last Pokemon every time. Every fucking time. Anyway, it's, it's in that point of the game where it's like, okay, the game's over, but like here's some side quests and the side quests suck. So I think I might be done playing that game. Interesting. All right, what am I eating? Reese's Trees, I'm almost done with them. <laughs> Once I get through the Reese's Trees, The holidays are over, and, like, I'm eating better. So, uh, excited. Hopefully next week I'm not eating Reese's Trees anymore. That's the goal. Uh, What am I drinking right now? Uh, Talked about dry January. Uh, Decaf coffee, my go-to at night right now. I get a decaf coffee and, like, sip on it. It's delicious. And it's a great way to wind down in the evening. Coffee with Coaster Bro. One day, uh, if I ever do an evening episode, you're going to see Coaster Bro drinking decaf. There's nothing wrong with decaf. I like the taste of a plain coffee. You should too. Alright, what am I wishing? I'm wishing that GCI retracted the beast. I am. I just trust GCI more than Gravity Group. I know you guys are Voyage fanboys and girls and all that, but I just wish GCI would have done it. Alright, that's the end of the show here. We've got a the final joke, the dad joke to end it all. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, what did the rattle? Why did the rattlesnake cry? Why did the rattlesnake cry? Someone took his rattle. That's it. That's coffee with coaster bro. Appreciate you guys listening. This will be live in our podcast feed on Tuesday, and then the following Tuesday you've got something to look forward to. We do the coaster fuzzies podcast, where we draft coaster, sorry, theme park mascots, and um, basically. Put them into three categories. We'll have some voting to do on Instagram after that show. You'll see it. It's going to be all over. It's going to be a part. Thanks for listening, guys. And, um, we'll talk to you later.